are Locked On Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdat Nation and Houdat family? Welcome in to a fresh week here at Locked on Saints. As always, thank you so much for making us and the Locked on Podcast a part of your week. Ross Jackson here at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A on Twitter, editor over at CanalStreetChronicles.com, your host covering your New Orleans Saints every single Monday through Friday. It's the top of the week, y'all. You know what that means. It's Mock Draft Monday here on the show. So we're going to start off with Trevor Sikkim's three-round Mock Draft because he ain't scared. He gave us three rounds to look at, so we'll look at them. That's with our friends over at TheDraftNetwork.com. In that mock, the Saints add two big-time players at big-time positions of need. Then we're going to talk about three draft risers that Saints fans should know another wide receiver candidate that not enough people are talking about rising young offensive lineman as well as a new box safety option just in case Von Bell leaves in free agency and then we're going to close out the show with a locked on Saints fan mock draft a great one from AJ Audette today we got all of that and a little bit of land yet for you on today's episode of locked on Saints your team every day. Trevor Sikama over at thedraftnetwork.com gives the Saints two big-time players at two big-time positions of need in today's Mock Draft Monday. That's our New Orleans Saints lead story of the day today with Ross Jackson of Locked on Saints. So Trevor gives us three rounds here, so we get to look at two picks from the Saints. We'll start off in the first round at pick number 24. The Saints do not make a move here. They stamp out at 24 and see how the board falls, and it comes down to Jalen Rager of TCU, the outstanding wide receiver. Now, Jalen Rager did not run as fast as people expected him to run at the NFL Combine this weekend, running a 4-4-7. Lots expected him to be in that 4-2-4-3 range, but he also came in a little bit heavier than his usual playing weight as well at 206 pounds. And if you ask me, I'd rather a guy that can add to his quickness with a bit of a game to have that physicality to go up at the catch point and make some contested catches. And he showed nothing but his ability to do that at the Combine with the explosion that he showed with an 11-foot, 6-inch broad jump as well as a 42 inch vertical this guy is too explosive and a fantastic option outside of michael thomas and as trevor sigma observed a great fit for new orleans he says if there's one team that embraces confidence in their players it's the new orleans saints and jalen rager is truly one of the most confident players in this draft and i'm not just talking about the wide receivers pairing him with michael thomas would be a scary for a team nearing the end of their super bowl window and that's exactly right the saints have always 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 embraced their players personalities look at cj gardner johnson look at von bell look at uh, even cam jordan and the way that he interacts with media and the way that he interacts with people and uh, just you can even look at Michael Thomas as well. So this is something that is not out of the ordinary for the Saints to bring in somebody that is confident and is willing to say that they can produce as long as they turn around and do exactly that produce, which I believe Jalen Rager can easily do at the NFL level, especially if he comes into his first year in the NFL with Drew Brees throwing him passes. Now moving over to the third round for the Saints at pick number 88, the Saints select interior offensive lineman out of Wisconsin, Tyler Biadej. Now, Biadej is somebody that really, really stood at the top of boards at the beginning of the 2019 season. He fell off quite a bit, though, during his final year at Wisconsin. Now, the Saints 
have obviously found some success with Wisconsin offensive linemen. Don't forget, of course, that Ryan Ramchick is also a Wisconsin Badger. We have explored here on the show, oh, I guess it was last year. Yeah, it was early, early last year in the offseason. The success of Wisconsin offensive linemen in the NFL, and particularly over the recent years, they have been an outstanding producer of now, you can say, all pro and pro bowl offensive linemen. And Tyler Biadej has the potential to be exactly that. However, he did have 2019 hip surgery this past season and showed, as uh, they mentioned over at the draftnetwork.com, a clear regression for the interior offensive lineman. Now, he plays center uh, almost primarily or played center almost primarily with the Badgers, but that center position is very translatable. You can move somebody over to the interior, to the left or right. And so moving him over to the left guard position as somebody to either take over for Andrus Pete or be the backup to Nick Eason or Andrus Pete if he happens to be back for whatever reason in 2020 uh, and give him an opportunity to learn and develop behind those guys. The thing about Tyler Biadej to know is that, of course, he was blocking out in front of an outstanding run attack most of his career. And so a lot of the work, as the Draft Network knows, comes from the front seven as opposed to him having to get outside and get ahead on zone runs and screens. So that type of mobility could be a concern for the Saints going into 2020. But if he's serving as a backup for his first season, it gives him a little bit of time to learn that system and become more proficient in that type of offensive scheme. This is why I love when Trevor Sikama does mock drafts. Of course, he writes for the Draft Network covering the draft and covering incoming prospects. He's also the host of the Locked On NFL Draft podcast along with Benjamin Solak. But one of the things that Trevor Sikama also does is that he covers the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And now I know that that might make him sound like the enemy, but because he sees the Tampa Bay Buccaneers play the Saints twice every season, he gets a really good idea for what it is that the Saints need and what they might do about it. I love his mock drafts, and this is just another example of an outstanding mock by Trevor Sikama where the Saints fill two big-time positions of need. And these guys, Jalen Rager as well as Tyler Biadesh, hopefully you'll get another shot to look at in their respective pro days, but definitely names to continue to keep your eyes out on as we move into the NFL draft just a little more than a month away. All right, y'all, coming up next, we're not done with mock drafts just yet. We're going to take a look at AJ Odette's mock draft from the Locked On Saints listener group as well over on facebook.com slash groups slash Locked On Saints. Get involved there and get in, go ahead and drop your mock drafts over there as well so I can talk about them. I want to talk about one fan mock every single Monday. So we'll talk about AJ's today. But before we get to that, I'm going to give you three draft risers that you should have your eyes on as a Saints fan. Got that coming up for you right here on Locked on Saints, your team every day. All right, Houdat Nation. So before we get to AJ's mock draft from the Locked on Saints Facebook group, we're going to take a look at three draft risers, each at different positions that I think that you should want to keep an eye out on as a Saints fan. The first of which is that wide receiver position. I thought you'd be happy to hear that. Uh, it's actually Denzel Mims, the Baylor wide receiver. Six foot three, 207 pounds with nearly 34 inch arms. And he ran a four, three, eight, 40, 16 bench traps, a 38 and a half inch vertical leap and a 131 inch broad jump as well. Length and explosion is the game for Denzel Mims and both translate on his tape as well. The tape that he put up with the Baylor Bears. Now, let's face it. We should have been talking about and discussing Denzel Mims at a much earlier point, but Regardless, he would be a fantastic option for the Saints here, likely as a day two pick. Might have to trade up out of the third round to get him, but obviously if the Saints like him, they'll go after and get the guy that they like. Now, 
Have to be careful that he doesn't turn into another Miles Boykin, a Notre Dame, the receiver that blew up at the combine last year, but then could not get it going in Baltimore with the Ravens. And how can you make sure that that happens with Mims or that that doesn't happen with Mims rather? Well, firstly, because Chase Claypool is already going to be the guy that carries that concern, but also because Mims has shown on his tape that he can be a reliable outside guy. What happened with Boykin is the fact that he put up nice big slot production on his tape with the Fighting Irish that didn't translate into the Ravens game plan. Remember, they are all almost always in that 12 personnel or 22 personnel with two, potentially even three tight ends on the field into that 13 and 23 personnel as well. So it doesn't give you a lot of opportunity to operate as a slot wide receiver in their offense. And the same thing is very likely to happen with Chase Claypool, who had an outstanding combine but the reason why I'm not talking about him is because he simply didn't put proof on tape that he can be an outside receiver when he was in college and much like Miles Boykin that can translate immediately to the NFL however it is a different situation entirely for Denzel Mims who has the resume already with his time at Baylor and would be a great speedy big threat opposite Michael Thomas on the perimeter he can give you a little bit of both he can get downfield with that speed and separate but he can also be a big body in the middle of the field when Drew Brees needs that additional outlet at that point all right coming up next we've got Matt Hurt the offensive tackle out of UConn. You might remember me talking about him. Uh, I think it was in Thursday's episode last week when we were looking at offensive linemen ahead of their workouts on the Thursday. Maybe it was Friday. I can't remember. But anyway, Matt Pert, that's who we talked about a couple of days ago. Six foot seven, 318 pounds with 36 and 5 eighths inch arms. That's incredible length. 5.06 40-yard dash, 26 bin traps, a 30-inch vertical, and 113-inch broad jump. Now, we're used to the wide receiver and defensive back numbers being blown out of the water. These are great numbers for a 318-pound offensive lineman. As I mentioned, he's got fantastic length, especially for the tackle position at the next level. He has all of that, and he outperformed in terms of athletic testing some of the best and top tackles in this draft. Pert is a Saints-style sleeper at the tackle position in the later rounds. And to add to that, he's played full seasons at both left and right tackle, moving to right tackle this past season. The issues that he has usually feel like things that are completely correctable and, and, and fixable. And as we mentioned earlier, the Saints do a great job at shaping young talent on the offensive line. Pert can come in and serve as a swing tackle backup, learning from two of the best bookends in the NFL. And the fact that he can play both positions and has that positional versatility is really, really important and something we know the Saints love along the offensive line. So Matt Pert out of UConn, don't forget him. And then finally, Jeremy Chin, the safety out of Southern Illinois. I know I've only mentioned him once as well. I think I mentioned him in Friday's episode, but boy, did he have a hell of a combine. Six foot three, 212 pounds, a 445 40, 20 bench traps, a 41 inch vertical, and a 138 inch broad jump. That's the same broad jump, 11 foot six, that Jalen Rager put on the board as well. He's got fantastic length, size, and athletic profile. You heard all the numbers there. He could look at a shift to linebacker in the pros, much like Kyle Duggar, the other safety hybrid out of Lenore Ryan. But this is a guy that can tackle, is solid in man coverage at carrying backs and tight ends up the field. He's not the best in zone coverage at the safety position, but if kept at the type of safety role or the box role that Von Bell, in terms of prowling closer to the line of scrimmage, that type of role that Von Bell had early on in his career, that would be an excellent role for Jeremy Chin early in his career as well. 
Joel and Jin could also be an option in the big nickel package with CJ GJ holding down the strong safety role. Just gives you a lot of versatility of what you can continue to do along the secondary. Don't want to stick Chin into deep zones just yet, but if he can develop better and get more comfortable there, just like Von Bell did, it's going to do a lot for his game in the NFL. So that's Denzel Mims, the wide receiver out of Baylor, Matt Pert, the offensive tackle out of UConn, and finally Jeremy Chin, the safety out of Southern Illinois. Three draft risers to keep your eyes out on. Coming up next, we're going to take a look at AJ Audette's fan submission for Mock Draft Monday. Got that coming up for you right here on Locked on Saints, your team every day. All right, y'all, we're going to wrap up today's show taking a look at the fan submission winner for the Mock Draft Monday. Remember, if you want to be a part of that, just join the Locked on Saints Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash Locked on Saints and submit your mock drafts all throughout the week whenever you're ready and whenever you got them. And then I'll pick one to talk about on the following Monday episode. And this is a fantastic draft, in my opinion, by AJ. And AJ is, you know, look, AJ's a solid listener of the show. I don't think there's an episode that he's missed. And so he knows the guys that I like. So he also knew a little bit of the weight of my heart. I'm not going to lie, but I love what AJ did here. At pick number 24, he went with cornerback CJ Henderson out of Florida. Now, if you want to prioritize a corner, a young stud corner to work opposite Marshawn Lattimore, not only for this year or next year, like what you're talking about with potentially Janoris Jenkins sticking around, but for the future in its entirety cj henderson can absolutely be that guy now he doesn't have the huge interception numbers six interceptions over three seasons including no interceptions his most recent season but man is this kid good he is a fantastic man corner he's got the size for it he can jam he can press he can be physical at the line of scrimmage he's got all of that he can work in the zone pretty comfortably needs a little bit of help as a communicator you saw him really get beat with play design quite a bit against LSU when LSU took on Florida but again who didn't get beat by play design and who just plain didn't get beat down by LSU this season so I'm not really going to hold that game against him but you did see him have a fantastic fantastic pass breakup in that game against Jamar Chase, the best wide receiver in the nation. So CJ Henderson, I love this pick here. Whether or not you plan to keep Janoris Jenkins or Eli Apple going into the season, either you have CJ Henderson and you have him sit back and learn, or you draft the guy, you stick him into your front, you stick him into your secondary, and then let him put in work opposite Marshawn Lattimore, and along with his former Gator teammate, also a CJ, and CJ Gardner-Johnson. At pick number 88 here in the third round, Jalen Hurts, the quarterback Y'all know I love the idea of taking a quarterback here. And if you can get Jalen Hurts in this draft at this point, is I don't think any reason not to do it. You could wait until the fourth round because his stock did drop a little bit after the combine. But if he's on the board and you like him, you take him. I have no problems with that. And the other reason why I have no problems with that is because rounding around to the fourth round. Now, for right now, this is at pick number 120. That's going to change because at the end of the third round is when the compensatory picks start to get added. But in the fourth round at pick number 120, linebacker Akeem Davis Gaither out of Appalachian State. Y'all know how much I like Akeem Davis Gaither, ADG, if you will. Uh, he's somebody that I've been talking about a bunch. He's somebody that um, Dylan Sanders over at Whole Nine Sports put on my radar that he got to watch at the New Orleans Bowl and talk to when he went to cover that game. Uh, and that's one of the things that's worth mentioning about Akeem Davis Gaither is the fact that, as Dylan has pointed out to me, it, Davis Gaither has played two games in the Superdome already because he was in the last two New Orleans Bowls there with App State. So 
fantastic leader of the defense, vocal, very, very speedy, athletic. He's exactly what it is that the Saints are looking to add to this second level. Uh, in the fifth round, wide receiver. Finally, he goes wide receiver here. I know a lot of people are going, where's the wide receiver? Where's the wide receiver? Here you go. Colin Johnson out of Texas. Now, I know Colin Johnson isn't usually, isn't your usual fit in terms of what we like to talk about working opposite Michael Thomas. But you know what? Look, you get a six foot six guy that has a great catch radius that can go up and get it. I don't see anything wrong with that either, especially a guy that can also be effective over the middle the way that Colin Johnson can be. So he might not be the Devin Duvernay, right? The super fast athletic guy or even the Denzel Mims in terms of having the combination of uh, of size and speed. But Colin Johnson, somebody that is not a bad, uh, not, not a bad go at the end of the draft here. And again, this is the fifth round. So you're going to take those shots. And then you round out to the sixth round here at pick number 183 for now in terms of this draft, Jonathan Garvin, the edge rusher out of Miami. Now he's noted as an edge rusher, but pass rush isn't really the big part of his game. It's a little bit more of a five tech, which is usually your run stopper. That's really what you're looking for. He's got the motor on motor on motor to play in the NFL. He just doesn't net have the block shedding, the the finesse moves, the hand quickness, things like that. Those are the things that he's still lacking and that he's still working on. But look, he's a six round pick. You draft progress, you draft uh, prospects at this point and projects at this point, and you put him with Ryan Nielsen and see what can happen with him. Uh, he's the guy that is essentially what Cam Jordan was supposed to be. Not the way Cam Jordan was supposed to be when coming into the league, but what I mean is that when Cam Jordan was drafted, he wasn't drafted as a pass rusher. He was drafted as a five tech run stopper. That's the mold that Jonathan Garvin fits. He's going to be as productive as Cam Jordan in the NFL? No, probably not. But he's somebody that is that project that comes in as a run stopper, which is what the Saints have really, really made their money doing on defense over the last few years. So his fit makes sense. It's just about whether or not you can coach him up to be as productive as you'd like him to be as quickly as you'd like him to be there. Because as a six-round draft pick, that lease is short. So if he's not able to show that production early, even in special teams, then he certainly would not end up sticking around on the roster but could be a nice practice squad guy to bring in and keep around especially with the practice squad numbers potentially going up with the uh with the upcoming cba negotiations so right y'all that is aj's fan submission for mock draft monday fantastic job aj this one was really really nice i like this one a lot uh, if you want to take part in this again just hop over to facebook.com groups slash locked on saints you can submit your drafts all throughout the week and i'll pick the best one to talk about or maybe not the best one but i'll pick the, the most intriguing one to talk about on Monday, and we'll get through that every single mock draft Monday, heading up to the NFL draft. All right, so coming up throughout the rest of the week, we'll continue to track some of these guys that were impressive in the combine. We'll continue to talk about those combine performances and people that need to be on your radar, but we're also going to shift our focus to the uh, free agency period, which opens in just 16 days at this point. So we got a lot coming up this week to get you ready for that and to continue to get you ready for the NFL draft. So make sure that you stick around. Thank you so much, everybody, as always, for coming through once again i'm ross jackson you can find me on twitter at ross jackson n-o-l-a hit me up let me know how the family's doing let me know how you're living let me know how your mom and them tell your friends family and fellow saints fans about the show and if you haven't already please take a moment to subscribe drop that five-star rating and review i thank you so much for all your support and for helping me grow this family this has been locked on saints and trust to that nation i'll holla at you